Right. Hello, hello. I don't even know if we have to do an intro anymore. I don't even really. No, let's get right into it. I, All mean, right. I mean, pods, you know, they usually start by saying what we're going to talk about. And yeah, um, but we got. Intro not necessary. NFL week four, college football. I don't have much to talk about, honestly. I think you're going to be yeah. one driving most of yeah, this. I got, but a, I got a bunch. But let's start with um, the NFL. Yep. So in NFL news was week four already. I week mean, four, flying by. It's October. Yeah, I was going to say, it's already 25% of the season. We wait so long for this to start, and it's already almost done. You know what I by. like about um, the football season, and really any sports season, is watching records take shape um, in terms of uh, standings, right? So like, it's only so fun when you know some teams are 1-0, some teams are 0-1. There's the occasional tie, so they're 0-0-1. But now, I mean, these records are really starting to take shape. There's narratives building. Narratives start to become clear. Yep. Rivalries, some yep. potential late-season drama. Yep. So because you know everyone thinks that the games at the beginning of the season they don't really matter, right. but they do matter a lot for for playoff implications and such. Yeah, I mean, you could uh, you could make the case they really just set the tone at the end of the day. It's all about a tone being set, and I think that you know teams start to embody a little bit of an identity based on, you know, how these first few games go. And they either it either makes them or it breaks them. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I feel like a, it's safe to say that, that each team will look very different by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But some, I guess some may look the same. Yeah, so there's one team that remains undefeated. That's the Philadelphia Eagles at 4-0. Uh, and one winless team, uh, the Houston Texans. Um, but besides that, everybody's kind of in the middle. Uh, what did you enjoy about this week of football? Well, the one thing that I wanted to talk about is it seems like I, I don't think Tom Brady has like lost it. I'm not going to buy into that narrative, but I think I, I think he bet I I would bet money that he wishes Bruce Arians was still coaching that team. Yeah, they don't they don't look great. They look they look out of sync. It, they look disjointed. The the defense is bad. You know, I mean, they got walloped by the Chiefs. They were they were doing whatever they wanted. You know, I bet he's uh, second-guessing coming back. You know, it's still early, so maybe they can turn it around. But, yeah, that team does not look like uh, – I mean, they're starting to look like Tampa Bay of old. You know, I can only hope that it was worth the, the strain on his marriage and, and, and his family. Uh, to be determined. But uh, I was going to say something well, else on Well, that. probably the big football news uh, while you're thinking is obviously uh, Tua um, and the Miami Dolphins. I don't believe we've talked about that yet. But um, some backstory. I believe in week three – or no, yeah, week three, Tua had gotten um, hurt, looked concussed to an extent. Um, I mean, when I say to an extent, basically he took a hard hit, uh, was on the sidelines <laughs> was briefly. very wobbly. Yeah, came back on very wobbly, fell down, continued to play, um, and initially blamed it on um, back injury, like uh, back tightness had caused yeah. him to fall or, or some sort of spin like that. Uh, needless to say, he ended up playing the following week as well. Uh, week four takes another hit. Um, this time, head worst hit, hit. Yeah, worst hit. Uh, head hits the the turf, um, and he is like immobile, like no movement except his fingers, which are like I don't know if you saw. They were yeah, like that was trippy. twitching out. Amazon was getting some slander for, for how they showing covered it. that. Yeah, <laughs> like with the with the zoom they in, zoomed yeah. right in on him. Yeah, rookie mistake. Yeah, in Amazon. Yep, the uh, first injury, and it showed for them. But um, basically, I mean. The question is, should he have been playing? Uh, 
you know, what was the extent of his injury. He was carted off. Um, apparently, when he arrived at the hospital, he was more fine. He was discharged. What I'm curious about, actually, is did they fly him home after? I feel like that's that can't be good. I think that's what they said. Take yeah. off and landing after a, a potential brain injury? Yeah, two hits to the head in four days, and then and then rapid increase and decrease in, in elevation. Yeah, that, that Miami organization needs to be investigated. Uh Potentially, I don't know what they're doing over there, but um, they did officially come out today, I believe, or yesterday, and said Tua will not be playing yeah. next week. So their coach said that. At least they got they got that out of the way, right. as if that wasn't obvious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, safe to say, NFL concussion protocol, which has already been safe. I mean, it, it's been on the hot seat. Um, now it's going to be definitely more on the hot seat. If there's any hit, there's players uh, doubtful they're coming back in. I mean, Goodell was in the house. People forget Goodell was watching that game from the booth. Well, dude, that's the thing, too. I, th- I feel like for a few years, let's call it 2012 to 2018, concussions were everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you got hit in a game in, t- in your head, then, like, you were probably out for the rest of the game, and you were probably out at least a week. Like, mm-hmm. now, these guys are coming back from concussions, like, three, four, five days later, yeah. and it's, it's, all, it's like all the Wild West again. Yep. Uh, safe to say the pendulum will be swinging in the other direction. NFL is a very uh, it's a very reactionary league. Yep. They don't get ahead of much, but boy, do they swing the hammer on, on the tail end. Yeah, yeah. Um, in other news, the Packers almost lost to our Patriots with third-string quarterback Ryan Zappian. What's his first name? Is Ryan. Brian. Or Ryan, Brian. You're thinking of Brian Hoyer. No. Oh, is it Ryan Zappian? I thought it was Ryan Zappi. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Bailey. Bailey Zappi. His name is Bailey Zappi? Yeah, Bailey Zappi. Wow. Yeah. Um, anyways, though, Bailey Zappi almost giving Aaron Rodgers a, a fight for his life. The Packers stink, but so do the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, tough showing uh, for the kid. I mean, you know, system. Uh, uh, what was Next it? man up, do yeah. your job. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Brian Hoyer going out definitely didn't expect for him to, uh, you know, I, I imagine Bailey Zappi wasn't expecting he'd be seeing the, the floor. But, you know, overall, like you said, we kept it close. The defense was well coached. Um, overall, are the Patriots the Jets? That's the real question, right? Um, you know. That being said, I almost think it just looks worse on the Packers that you barely beat us in overtime. Just you know, saying. I'm actually optimistic coming out of that game. I think I was listening to the radio today, and they were saying that realistically the Patriots could win their next six games. Really? Based on, oh, they're saying tough start to the season, but the rest of it looks yeah, a little pull, bit. Yeah, pull up their schedule. I think, I think next week they have the Lions. Yep, so we got... Lions next week. Um, That's both winnable. Two, two one and three teams. Can't go one and four. No, cannot go one and four. Um, what the hell's going on here? Open my. Yeah, these phones just open shit sometimes. Like, what's going on here? Um, Browns the next week. Winnable. Uh, Bears. Terrible team. Winnable. The Jets. Okay, we'll win that one. Colts. They not. They're not great. Jets again. Vikings iffy. Thursday night game though. Maybe we, we show some <laughs> well, signs <Kirk>. of life. <laughs> yep. We know what Kirk does uh, in prime time. And then a following Thursday night game against the Bills. So that, that could All be right, the so end of our luck. Up until but the Bills, what's that, like six, seven games? Yeah, that's that is seven games. So do we potentially go eight and three leading up into a matchup with the Bills? For all we know, that's two teams fighting for the top of the AFC at that point. Just I'm saying, saying I'm saying we'll be seven and four going into that into that game against the Bills. You know, I'll even take six and five. No, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which uh, isn't that That's bad. not a bad record. Yeah, you're in for the playoff yeah. hunt at that point. Yeah. Um, but in other football news, Baker Mayfield has a quarterback rating of fifteen point three. Yeah, uh, and Stephen A. says he looks awful. I'm pretty sure. Like, isn't one hundred good? Yes. Yeah. 
Like 100 is supposed to be like the, the, the baseline. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's terrible. No, it's well below. I mean, it's probably to the point where, uh, what is it, uh, Sam Darnold will be checking in, I imagine. Well, for comparison, Aaron Rodgers had an 11 passer rating in the first quarter mm. of Sunday's game. Right. And he quickly turned it around, ended it with like a 90-something. And that 15 for Baker is the season average. That is average. for the season, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that ain't good. Um, I think that, you know, the change of scenery was supposed to be good for him. Um, so far, it hasn't been the case. Um, but let's not pretend like the Carolina Panthers are this amazing football team being held back solely by quarterback play. At the end of the day, they're not that good. They've got other issues. Yeah. But, you know, Baker, he's, he's getting pretty defensive in these press conferences. He's really uh, he's deflecting heavily. You know? He doesn't uh, want to be attacked. I, I think for, for some odd reason, Baker's... Uh, you know, caught a lot of flack throughout his career. He's a, you know, he's a favorite target for the media and fans alike. And so I can understand why he may be on the defensive. At the end of the day, the best cure for that is uh, performance. That's true. That's very true. Um, but one more football thing, at least that I have. I think, I think the NFL should really be on watch for when Dak comes back. And it's not just because I have him on my, on my fantasy team, but the Cowboys look damn good. Even with, with Cooper, Cooper Rush, Rush. three yeah. and one with Cooper Rush, and they beat some pretty solid teams in that in the process. You know I, what I love about the Cowboys is uh, when they're about to play, they always do a little promo, and I, I don't know if any other team does a promo like the Cowboys. Like, what do you mean? I'm saying just watching their highlights. They they sprinkle in the history, and I get there's this air and, and level of nostalgia, but I they they really sell the America's team. Uh, you know, in the presentation. I root for them, almost, you know. I don't want to see them be bad. I want to see them win a Super Bowl, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, oddly enough, uh, CeeDee Lamb averages more yards per game with Cooper Rush than he does with Dak. And, I mean, Jerry Jones was saying uh, to the media that, you know, it's it's not a foregone conclusion who's going to be QB1. I mean, I think that's oh, just lip on. service, but, you know. I mean, they're, they're saying Cooper Rush may not be a starting quarterback elsewhere in the league, but you got to love some locker room drama, right? I mean, uh, steel sharpens steel, as they say. Iron sharpens iron. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, Cowboys look good. Their defense is elite and, you know, need Dak for fantasy purposes, but I'll be cheering you know, for him. Speaking of fantasy, huge night for me tonight, actually. I don't know what time it is. Oh, you know what? I'm not wearing my watch, but I still did the watch thing. Um, but I'm up like 100 and some points. I mean, for those who are listening, we have a whack league, so 100 points may not seem as large as it sounds. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm potentially in a position to turn my season around a little bit. What does suck is Javante Williams towards ACL. So I need to uh, do some. You'll be all right. It. I'll be all right. You I mean, want Jamal Williams? What? I'm, I'll make you a trade offer. I got plenty of running backs. For who? I got plenty of running backs. Look at my team and send me a proposal. <laughs> I mean, I, I've gotten some trade proposals. I've rejected them all. You know, some people try to shortchange. I don't think there's been a single trade in our draft so far. Or, no, I don't, I don't think there's been a single trade in our league so far. You know, people are holding on to their chips. Everybody thinks they got uh, the right pieces. You, you know, know, that's that's the almost the worst thing you can do in fantasy is, like, wait too long to trade. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you wait and you wait and you expect your players to, oh, they'll turn it around. We'll turn yeah. it around. And then all of a sudden you're... You're owing six, yep. and nobody wants your players. You're looking at the dumper. Yeah, yep. you, get, you buy low, sell high. Yep, yep. And so th that's all you had for uh, football? Um, yeah. All right, pretty Sweet. much. Well, in other football news, uh, this at the, the collegiate level, is it Auburn football? These guys are averaging $7,400 a month in NIL money, which twice the national average. What's going on in Auburn? Uh, you know, what, what's this program over there? Dude, I don't know. They they got it figured out, right? I mean, seventy four hundred dollars a month—that's like 
mean, it's more than we make. It's I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think that's like close to 100K. No, I mean, and on top of that, it's, uh, you know, that's the average. So there's certainly some, pl- I wouldn't be surprised if there was a player on there touching 15. I mean, dude, I bet their quarterback's making like a mil. I don't know. I don't, granted, I don't, Auburn's not that good this year, but I bet their quarterback's making a pretty penny. You know, it, it's funny because uh, athletes on campus are, are, you know, supposedly the big dogs on campus, right? Even when they were broke. Can you imagine the big dogs on campus now that they're not broke? I mean, you're talking big baller status, buying cl- uh, tables at clubs. I mean, keep in mind, they don't have to pay for food. They don't have to pay for their housing. So this is literally just like play money. spending money, play money, yeah. And, I mean, we can get to this later. I'm not sure if uh, you, you have it listed, but who is it on Gonzaga basketball saying that, you know, when weighed between going to the NBA and just keeping cashing in on NIL money, they're like, may as well keep making this money. Yeah, so Drew Timmy came out and said that in, in his first season as a pro, he would probably make between two hundred and $500,000 a year. And, like, Drew Timmy, he's, like, a really good college player, but yeah. he's no by no means going to be, like, a legendary NBA player, right? right? But he was just like, I stayed at Gonzaga because I'm making, like, more than that to stay here. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I mean, and on top of that, too, like, that, I imagine, is being represented at a number of campuses all over the place where people are now actually in a finance... Because, I mean, beforehand, obviously, it's like... Um, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons why you may be drawn away from college sports. You want to get to the next level, prove yourself, move on, leave campus, no more class, blah, 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 blah. But if you're somebody who kind of doesn't hate your school, you don't really mind class, maybe you even, like, enjoy pursuing an education. Yeah, maybe you want a degree. Now you're getting paid. You know, there's there's pros and cons here, whereas before I don't think it was as clear cut, which really calls into question why the NCAA was so against this all along. I mean... How long has it been now? Two or three years? Has the uh, institution burned down? No. Uh, are the games still going? Are the seats still full? Uh, are hot dogs and beverages still being drank and eaten? You know, TV deals still large? Are coaches still being bought out mid-season for exuberant amounts of money? I mean, look, nothing's really changed at all except the players are eating. They got some more cash in their pocket. Yeah. And then in other... Uh, college news um i mean this is one article that i saw i sent it your way um honestly don't know the prominence of this reporter but you know i uh am biasly agreeing with their assessment that umass basketball is a top five team uh to watch this season top five team to overachieve yep let's be clear we're not saying they're gonna be (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably not top five in the ap but top five to do you know Finish better top than half. they expect. Yeah, finish top half in the A10. I mean, and that's that. We were in a conversation with teams like Wisconsin. Yep. Temple. Yep. Um, I don't know. I forget the listed. others. Yeah. But, that's but I mean, of them. you know, Frank Martin, former South Carolina coach, is now uh, running the show over there. Uh, that's that was a big enough get in of itself. But in addition to that, uh, we got Matt Cross from Louisville. We have Wildens Levesque from South Carolina. I mean, those are two uh, transfers that should immediately make a difference and in we of got itself. A, Four-star recruit uh, from UConn, yep. freshman. Yep. Uh, there's a uh, there's former top 100 recruit from UConn, uh, Razul Diggins, and then there's a four-star freshman, uh, Tafara Gaper. I'm fired up. Yep. Um, and we're bringing back Noah Fernandez, who was All Conference, averaged 15 points last season. I mean, this to me, you can't write it no, any better. You, listen, I mean, do I get excited about this team every year? Yes. Yes. Do my expectations end up being a little bit Tempered, yes. Sometimes, yeah. This year it feels different. It does feel different because they have a new coach. But on that note, great—it's uh, a great time to be a UMass sports fan. Actually, not only because of the basketball team and their, you know, 
potential, I guess we'll say. But uh, there's two winless teams in college football, and neither of them are UMass for the first time in a few years. Time. Wow, yeah. hell yeah. So Colorado Boulder and Colorado State, the uh, only two winless teams in college football. Wow, UMass, shout out to us. Not one of them, baby. Listen, that's, I mean, they're really turning things around over there. Shout out uh, uh, the AD. Um, but no, I mean, hopefully all, all goes well. Uh, Mr. Bamford might be able to uh, boost up the winnings and the earnings for some of our uh, athletes over there. You know? I know. I mean, the the first our first um, our first viral TikTok clip was actually us uh, in shock that UMass lost to URI in football. Right. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's nice to see how far we've come. Yeah, I mean, go to that point though. The A10. Let's not pretend it is. I mean, first and foremost, the A10 is not a bad conference. A10 is a firm stand on your feet. Mid-level conference. Yeah, and they send. Con- I mean, I, I don't. I wouldn't call them contenders, but we s- we don't send pretenders. I mean, in 2020, Dayton was the four seed right. going in before COVID. You know what I'm saying? We send two, three, maybe four teams every year. And so, you know, obviously, the season's yet to start. Uh, there will be more predictions to come. We will be on Minutemen watch. And keep in this mind, season. Loyola Chicago just joined the A10. Yep, and that's a and they don't perennial, mess around. Perennial yeah. Cinderella. Yeah, I mean. Hoping for an at bid at the very least, honestly. I mean, and this just goes to show where my expectations are. And keep in mind, this is um, my bottom expectation. I obviously would prefer to see us in the big dance, win some games. I will take an NIT deep run. If they even still do the NIT. I mean, you got higher expectations than me. I just want to make the A10 semis. <laughs> <laughs> Every year they get knocked out in the first round of the quarters. Or at least like. A I, I don't know. Maybe like beat like a good team. That'd be cool. Or no, go I'll on a it. run. Have a nice. Yeah. Listen, yeah, like get, get me we're, excited. We're going know? to a couple games this season. I just we're may, gonna watch them. Be good enough so I feel obligated to figure out what channel it's on. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll do. That'll do. Um, so while we're on basketball, why don't we shift to basketball? So uh, NBA preseason has just gotten going, um, which. To, to be honest, doesn't mean much for anyone. I mean, the fact that we're even watching it is uh, probably slightly abnormal. But um, I enjoy I'm not it. watching it. You're watching it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy just basketball generally. Plus, you get to see some some new faces. Did you go to that preseason Bruins game? I didn't. Oh, I went to the preseason Bruins game. But the next day, I was supposed to go to a preseason Celtics game. Didn't go. Mm. Yeah, I was feeling you know shitty. But um, uh, what I was gonna say is last night. The Phoenix Suns took on uh, an Australian team, uh, the Ad Ad wait, um, Adelaide, the Adelaide Thirty Sixers from Australia, from Australia, the uh, NBL over there. And so uh, Phoenix did not come out on top, uh, which you know, once again, preseason doesn't really mean much. Uh, who knows? That being said, the last time we saw the Phoenix Suns in action was in the Game Seven of the Western Conference Semis, and they lost by thirty-three. So. Just speaking facts, you know, if your last two performances include a 30-something point blowout in a must-win Game 7 and a loss to a, keep in mind, the uh, Adelaide 36ers were like 10-19 and 19 last year in the NBL or like 7th out of 10 in all the teams, that you're not facing a, a juggernaut uh, defending champion. You're playing like that. Keep in mind, I mean, I'm, I'm almost ranting here. I don't, I'm not giving up on the Suns, but the 36ers hit 24 threes on them and in the NBL, they use the FIBA line, which is like 18 inches closer. So you, you're letting these people spray who just aren't used to spraying from back there. Are, uh, was this game in the United States? Yes. This was at Phoenix. It, 
even worse. Even worse. <laughs> you can't let these guys come in with a time difference and, and light you up from, from three. Yeah, no. I mean, this is the first time uh, an NBA team has lost to a non-NBA team since 2016 uh, when OKC lost to Real Madrid, which had Luka on it, by the way. I mean, Luka only scored three points, but just in comparison. You think the Aussies were, were talking smack? I mean, I would. I, I, look, at, at the end of the day, the Sixer, or sorry, the Suns probably just underestimated this team. I mean, keep in mind, the starters played like 20-something minutes. Like, they were technically on a minutes restriction, but Monty Williams said he boosted that up. So it's not like, they, you know, they, they pulled them early and they, they stunk it up. Monty's probably pissed. It, it ain't a great way to start the season. I mean, you see Devin Booker uh, posted on his story. He probably doesn't care at all. He's yeah. got, like, the least amount of heart in the whole NBA. You know? <laughs> you know I, he doesn't care about anything. You know, I, I love Book, and I push back on that. I think he does, but it's funny. He made a post on his Instagram, which was uh, LeBron. Uh, I don't even know what year this was, but it was the year when LeBron was asked a question by a reporter about, like, how he feels about the haters, and he's like, well, I'm paraphrasing here, but he's essentially like, you know, those fans who hate wake up every day to their boring-ass lives, and, you know, <laughs> I wake up and I'm LeBron James. Is basically what he said. And that's what Booker posted on his story. So, like I said, it's preseason. Don't mean much. But uh, people are saying it's, it could be the Kardashian curse. I mean, do we believe in curses? No. But, you know, it does seem to be a pattern here. Uh, in addition to that, actually, the, we will know for sure. Did he sh- break up with her? See, I don't follow these things. So I don't know. That was another one of our most viral videos was talking about the Kardashian curse. Yeah, well, you know, we're out of the loop, so maybe our, our comment section can let us know. But uh, the same Australian team, shout out to the 36ers, they'll be facing uh, the OKC Thunder uh, in a couple days. And, you know, I'm just saying, there's two ways this goes, right? It's like the 36ers beat the Thunder, which, should it happen? No. But I mean, know, if they beat the Suns, then they should beat the Thunder. But if I'm the Thunder... I come out and try to blow them out of the water. Right. Try and to put, 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 make a statement. And then it's, uh, you know, it, it introduces a different sort of conversation, you know? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's professionals playing professionals, but the us. Have some ca- pride. Couch sitters like us, we feed off of this. Yeah. Like go, well, go out there and have some pride, guys. Like, these, like, here's my thing. These guys flew halfway around the world from Australia to play Ewan's basketball. At least have the respect to blow them out. Right. Give them, give them the your least. best. Give them a taste of the NBA. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, give them what they came for. You're talking about a team with a number of NBA hopefuls. I mean, these are college, former college players, some maybe floated in the G League. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they didn't make it to the level that you're at. And you can make the case that it's not because they weren't skilled enough because clearly they, you know, they can play. But, look, at the end of the day, there's people who made it and there's people who aren't. Those people who weren't in it had the gall to come out and blow you out at home. You know, you're supposed to be uh, a top contender. You're not playing like a top contender, Phoenix Suns. Are they still together? They didn't blow that up, right? No, They're giving eight, it one more yeah, run? Yeah, they, they matched Aiton's offer. Uh, CP's still there. CP's Book. still there. Book's still there. Bridges. I mean, I think the only piece they lost uh, <coughs> was like Crowder. Crowder? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Um, anyway, we'll be keeping an but eye on that. Another thing in, the, in NBA news, something that's uh, been circulating for quite some time now, is that people are saying that the Lakers should deal Westbrook to the Indiana Pacers for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. Would you take that trade? Yes. Uh, in short, I would take that trade. I think uh, 
we're maybe we're victims of a little bit of information warfare here. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily too positive uh, if the Indiana Pacers themselves were super interested in that deal. Um, I mean, what well, was two unprotected firsts, uh, Westbrook for like you said, what Heald and Turner? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would take that deal if I was the Lakers. Would the Indiana Pacers take that? I mean, it's a big cap hit. Uh, but, I mean, I think the narrative, similar to in the NFL um, around uh, Russell Wilson, is will they let Russ cook this season uh, in L.A.? And, you know, I, I was reading something today that apparently uh, Anthony Davis was saying that this, you know, previously when they were trying to play together, they were all trying to be selfless. They were all trying to make sure uh, the, the rock the classic was the, narrative. Right. You know, they, they spun it a little bit, right? But, like, making sure that the ball was, you know, being distributed. But now they're saying if A.D. has it, Go for it. If Russ has it, go for it. If LeBron has it, go for it. So maybe they're going to be going a little bit more on the the uh, offensive this season. Sounds like a sounds like a ISO ball. Uh, that's the way LeBron wants to play, though. Yeah, I'll switch off ISO ball. And you know, at the end of the day, maybe that's what's best for them. I think Westbrook is in the position where if he's not playing come trade deadline, they'll move him. I mean, that being said, is he getting some unfair treatment? Potentially. I mean. He's still he ain't he's not dog shit. No, he's he, not. No. I mean, he, dude, here's my thing. Like they the Lakers were so good mm. just based off of LeBron and AD. Right. Essentially, right? Like them playing two man game, doing whatever they want they wanted. Right. Like they were so good, just like let them do that and then let Russ do his thing and like play mediocre defense. Right. That's it. And you know, maybe that's enough nowadays. Um, maybe. But like others, I'm gonna say it again. The question is, will they let Russ cook? Uh, and I, I hope he's putting together a gourmet meal. Uh, rather than some of the slop that, uh, you know, could potentially be offered up. I, for one, am Team Westbrook. Uh, you know, we're only like two weeks away from the season. Yeah, no, really October 17th. I think two weeks today. Um, Anything else in the NBA? No, not necessarily. But as we are talking about sports, um, you wanted to talk activities. Yeah. Um, do you- well, pickleball. Pickleball specifically is blowing up. I don't have anything on that. I just thought we could have a general discussion on pickleball. Well, here's what I want to talk about, about activities in general, right? So, obviously, pickleball is blowing up, but what I found in Boston specifically, and I don't know if other cities are doing this, but it seems like that bars are no longer all the rage. It's bars where there's activities. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I see so you have here. there's like the darts and so you, in Boston we have Flight Club where mm. you play darts, mm. and you drink and you eat. We have um, this thing place called Spin for ping pong. You drink and you eat. We have PKL for pickleball. You play pickleball. You drink. You what, eat. What's the place? Um, in uh, uh, right by the New Balance, that Broken Records where you Broken can play Records bowling. shuffleboard yeah. bowling. They have axe throwing, and yeah. now they're opening a, like a. Putt Shack, which is like a virtual luxury mini golf. Mm. I don't know, but dude, I think normal bars are dead. Well, some of my friends are like, I'm not going out unless it's an activity bar. And it's funny you say that too, because I, I forget the name of this place, but there's a gym that has like a like a simulator or whatever, and it you know you could hit golf, you could throw footballs, and there's also a, an employee who they shove in front of a fridge to sell you drinks. 
So I, I actually do think this marriage between activities uh, and sports, which keep in mind, any good shindig that you've ever been at usually has, has a two. activity, right? So why well, is it that bars have neglected that for so long? Do you think people only want to come and watch things on TV? I'm, I mean, dude, like, um, think about it. It's also a genius business model, right? Let's take this place Spin, for mm. example. Like, each one of these ping pong tables, they're nice ping pong tables, but each one is probably no more than maybe, like, 500 bucks to a grand, mm. right? And they're charging everybody 50 bucks an hour to just play ping pong. Right. So, like, they make that back in a matter of... Two days. Two days, yeah. right, on each table. And then it's just in the green on, like, the food, beer, and everything else. Right, right. And, I mean, what... The, the it's basically, like, an expensive cover fee. Right. Cover it, charge. The question that it begs for me, though, is uh, what activities have you yet to see married with bars that are next in line? I'm putting you on the spot here, but... <laughs> you know, there's probably beer pong. Why isn't there a beer pong bar? Is that crazy? I mean, honestly, if I walked into a bar that was all beer pong, slightly crazy, but at least an area. But what if it was like taste made uh, nice? Uh, you know? what, what's the word I'm looking for? Not tasty. Uh, Luxury. Uh, tasteful. Tasteful. Yeah. 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 Um, what else? Like dark. Well, I mean, there's even badminton. Like, you could bring back playground games. Hopscotch. Well, there's a and, and another activity we have in here. There's a vi- there's a video game bar, the mm. Balance Patch. Yeah. I want to try that. Place. Uh, what's the one on Comev? That's Balance Patch. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. a video game bar. Yeah. Um, you know, I think people are really, tra- and this goes back to pickleball almost, like there's, there isn't a lore of doing social activities. Um, and obviously people are big fans of drinking. So to yeah. your point, you know, it, it's only, I'm almost surprised it took this long. And I feel like there's always been maybe niche places in every city that's done this. But to your point, you just rattled off like eight within two miles. Well, dude, the, the, now the real shocking thing to me is that there are still bars that mm. are just bars. Right. Like some of them, it's, okay, it's like a bar and TV, that's a sports bar. Mm-hmm. But some bars are just like a place to go and drink with people. Right, I mean, and it could be as simple as and a pool table. it could be okay, but... You know? Give me something. Right, right. Pool, and, that's another thing. Some thing places are just for pool. Like Flight Club took darts, mm. a very simple kind of outdated game, and made it sick. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, it's not to say that uh, those places are for everybody, right? They're not. They're, they're not. But, I mean, if you get people who aren't super interested in regular bars... Uh, but would go, to your point, your friend's saying, I'd go if they had things to do. I mean, you're you're probably peeling off a, a small-ish percentage of people who were going to go to bars anyway, if not a significant chunk of people who would go to any bar, mostly for the drinks. Now you're attracting the people who are just there for the games, right? Plus, um, you know, I think at a regular bar, the expectation is you keep drinking. At least with the activities, to an extent, you know, if you're a competitive person, you may want to perform well. That's true. So, you know, it, it almost gives you a, an in to drink less. Well, dude, the thing is, too, um, having, like, this activity, it's, like, makes you stand out, right? Like, mm. like if I have ping pong and I'm the only place that has ping pong, mm. n- you got to come to me. You can't go somewhere right. else. Right. It's like a com- competitive <laughs> differentiator. <laughs> right. That's all time. But that, that was my two cents on on bar activities. Yeah, I think they're I think they're here to stay, and I think they're great. All of the seaports. Let us uh, let us know your favorite uh, spot in your city, and tell us what two activities they're marrying together, uh, and also throw some hypotheticals in there. You yeah. know what's missing. Uh, you know we're we're two nifty business savvy guys. You know maybe we'll toss some bucks towards your new <laughs> venture. Um, 
Right. So now this is the part of the pod where we talk non-sports. Uh, transition not necessary. I'm sure our regulars are super familiar with this format already, but I got a number of things today. Usually we've been a little light on this the past few weeks, uh, but I think the summer lull is coming to an end. We're entering a fall of news and uh, activities and all sorts of stuff. The darkness. Yeah. Look, so, dude, look how dark it is outside. It's 6.30. Yeah. It's I brought an umbrella. I thought it was going to drizzle. I'm almost disappointed. It's, it's like been supposed to rain every day, and right. then it just hasn't. But Well, I also have to the grocery shop. Uh, maybe I'll go to that uh, the bazaar market. But that place always you know sees our, me out a little You know our credit bit. card, you get free Instacart Plus. Yeah, I do know that. Maybe that's what I'll do. The only no issue, delivery though, fee. is, uh, well, it's getting kind of late. I think you could do Instacart until like 9 o'clock. I mean, we used to deliver pretty late. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. You almost feel bad, though, you know? Yeah, but if they, if they do it in the morning, that's also fine. I can make pasta and meatballs, right? You know, that's a quick meal. Regardless. All right, so... A uh, couple things today. So first and foremost, Bruce Willis, uh, actor, for those who aren't familiar, in classics like The Pacifier and Die Hard. Uh, so Bruce Willis retired from acting um, recently. He's, he was diagnosed with um, aphasia, which is like a cognitive disorder. Basically, he, he won't really be able to communicate well. makes acting tough. Wow. So what Bruce Willis did, uh, which I'm sure will be... Uh, you know, an, an early example of something that could potentially be commonplace um, moving forward is he sold his digital likeness to a company called Deep Cake or whatever and, uh, in perpetuity, right? So forever, as far as they're concerned, they will own the rights to his digital likeness and can use it for videos, commercials, movies, uh, and the Willis estate will get paid. That's cool. It's, is, is that a similar arrangement to what they did with Princess Leia? Um, I don't think it was that formal. Right. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah. So, you know, expect to see Bruce Willis in, in everything. Movies. Yeah. Because yeah. I imagine there's probably some sort of flat fee that a studio would pay. for. I mean, because it's just a digital version of him that they would insert into clips. So yeah. not exactly sure how it would work, but I think the concept of it's interesting. Because, I mean, you can imagine a world where there's a lot of celebrities alive today. There's also a lot of celebrities dying today. Um, which maybe it's not that there's more. That's than how it. they pitch the VCs. Well, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the pitch right there. You like celebrities? I bet you like them when they're alive. Yeah. But what happens when they die? <laughs> and the VCs just let the money, yeah. the money take just it yeah, take it all. But I mean, no, I mean I remember when we were younger. This was uh, was it Coachella or something? I don't know what music festival it was, but they brought back Tupac. Yeah, uh, it was a, really? a hologram version. I mean, he performed a couple songs, and I mean, this was like years ago, and so now things are maturing. Kind of sick. I mean, granted, that was in person. This is like not in person, but if anything, the not in person would probably be better. Eh, maybe right. you're no more nitpicky. I don't know. Well, but. yeah. I mean, I, either way, I think what it what it points to is there's a future where some of our favorites uh, continue to persist in film and culture and art, even if they're not alive. You know, and I, I the question is, do people care? You know, do consumers really care? Like, if I could watch a movie with, uh, name a deceased actor featuring other deceased actor, maybe they didn't even live at the same time period, but you just toss them together in a movie and they, you know, look the same, they sound the same, would people watch it? That's some Westworld shit. It's, you know, we live in a funky time. People wanted flying cars, and that's what we have that's instead. That's what we have, <laughs> yeah. Um, Freaky, uh, you know, it, I mean, the same thing is James Earl Jones, who's the sound of Darth Vader. Right. He retired from being the sound of Darth Vader, actually also really recently. Um, and he sold his voice to a Ukrainian uh, AI voice company called Respeecher. So now, moving forward, you know, you can 
literally Darth Vader's voice is owned by some company, basically. It's like the next version of Cameo. Yeah. I mean, you can insert that. I mean, Vader, the guy hides behind a mask anyway. Think of all the, the media formats you can have him on. Cartoons, uh, action figures, you know? It's like, it's only the beginning. Yeah. So there's that. Um, in other news, you know, in the, the funky AI world, um, Meta, uh, formerly known as Facebook, although, I, you know, looking at it now, the rebrand was the, a good idea. I mean, there are shares in the toilet, uh, company image in the toilet. I don't use it. You don't I don't even it. know what they do anymore. Yeah, don't know what they do anymore. What they recently announced that they're doing, though, and you and I, we spent the past couple days playing around with some uh, text-to-image uh, programs. Good fun. Um, honestly, makes you think. Uh, really makes you reevaluate how creative you think you are. And so while the debate was framed around, will this, you know, will this displace artists? You know, people weren't saying, people were saying the same thing when they invented the ballpoint pen. People were saying the same thing when they invented the camera. At the end of the day, it's a tool, right? And it's really about the artist and the creative more than it is about the tool. But in other tool news, Meta just released uh, an appropriately named new program called Make a Video. Uh, keep it simple. Keep it simple, which similar to the text to image, if you write in a prompt, uh, it'll release like a five second video, no audio, but it's, I mean, it creates a video. So you could say, uh, mama bird feeding her nest. I mean, that shows my level of creativity. And they would put that together into a video. Um, and so it's in its infancy now, but you know, Dolly uh, and some of these earlier ones a year ago were like, Pretty shitty pictures, and now it's like super realistic. So you can only imagine where this can go moving forward. Well, they say that AI has gone farther in the last year than it did in the '60 before. No, I mean, hundred percent is. I mean, you can make the case these are content companies, more or less, at the end of the day, and they're probably thinking like, well, we really rely on you know our users to make us content, user generated content. I mean, what if we could just make the content? I imagine that's maybe sort of what's floating around yeah. there, right? I mean, I know Meta wants to dive into the Meta-verse, and so what if that is just a sandbox or a playground where people could just create things, create the world you want to live in? You heard it here first. That's also a sales pitch right there. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll have to play around with that. Um, but in other news... Uh, just to this, this basically the last thing I have, but also in um, where we're talking about technology advancing a lot over the uh, you know in a small-ish amount of time and what those implications could be, um, is a robot out of the University of Tokyo uh, has learned with you know about fifty-seven percent success rate how to peel a banana. Now Noah, you're an intelligent guy. Tell me why that is such a big deal. Well, I do know there's many different ways to peel a banana to start. Because, fun fact, most humans peel a banana the wrong way. You know, monkeys can also peel bananas really easily. You know, so it's something we figured out how to do. And to your point, people, you know, whether it's this way or it's that way, open question about how it should be peeled. But can you take the skin off the banana? We can do it like, the, you know, like that. It's actually a pretty difficult motor skill. Right? I mean, Interesting. And so, you know, this... I guess there is a lot of... There's a lot of nuance. Tinkering and joints. Right. And, you know, a level of sensitivity. I mean, you're talking about like a you robotic claw. You can't claw. squeeze it yeah. too hard. Right. Yeah. And so this robot needed to be trained like in 17,000 plus different tasks that took like 800 plus minutes of 
you know, tinkering, which minutes, it makes it sound a lot less than it really was. But um, either way, why, and to bring it all into context, over the pandemic, I mean, fast food workers were quitting in droves, right? And so there are some robots out there in robotic kitchens where they're flipping patties and doing this and that. This, to me, is an indication that in a few years, I mean, McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's, you know, Chipotle, for all that matters, they saw the writing on the wall, you know? When workers uh, are faced with conditions where they really probably should, uh, you know, uh, have better conditions, why why do that, right? Just give them the robot. Just, just have the monkey back there. Robot, does, yeah. robot doesn't care. How long does it take the robot to, to peel the banana? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, so um, doesn't say how long it takes the robot to peel the banana, although I'm sure I could find that information. Um, that being said, I mean, it's probably slower than it takes us to peel a banana. Right. I mean, I'd peel a banana in like 10 seconds. 10 seconds. You know? um, so it's not quite there, but I bet it'll get there. And then it's going to be doing a lot more things than peeling bananas. Um, but that's pretty much all I got. I mean, the, the other news of the day is, you know, if you're a celebrity out there, watch out about pumping coins. Uh, the SEC came down on Kim K today. Um, apparently, she got paid 250k by a company called Ethereum Max, not affiliated with other Ethereum. Sus name, by the way. Super sus name. Her and Floyd Money Mayweather uh, were defendants in a lawsuit, uh, and so she ended up settling for like ended up having to pay uh, 1.26 million dollar fine uh, and cannot promote any tokens for the next three years. So. Uh, be careful where you get your investment advice from. Um, and, you know, this is because she obviously didn't disclose that she was paid uh, to, you know, make this. You know, that, that's on her legal team. They, they got to be on top of that one. Yep, yep. It's a classic pump and dump. Yep. What? How are you going to let you get your client uh, fall for that one? Not her blunder right there. Not hers. Uh, somebody was just fired. trying to make a buck. Yep. Probably yep. Panner and ETH. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, too, because... Uh, when ETH was at peak height. Who, who was it? Yeah, Larry speak- David? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, speaking of ETH, we should buy some crypto, man. Oh, is it I don't know how it's in the absolute dumps. Yeah. Talk about a way to make a quick is, 3x. Is it still nosediving as we speak? Yeah, it's like 15K for a Bitcoin. That's funny. Yeah, I imagine it'll keep dropping. But, I mean, it's the, the whole... It, it almost seems like distant past now, but I mean, it was only the beginning of this year when crypto was. Uh, oh, it'll be back. Yeah, but like, do you remember just like the commercials around it? Like they were basically saying, yeah, like, you don't need to know anything about this. It stuff. was the just whole. It. it was the whole Super Bowl. Larry David had a whole commercial where he's yeah, like, LeBron. "Oh, I don't know anything about it. You don't know anything about it. You should buy it though." Yeah. And you know, uh, what, what's his? What's the guy's name? Matt Damon. He's yeah. like, uh, you know, fortune favors the brave. That's funny. They spend the a LeBron lot of money. Commercial. Yep. Yeah, but you know, maybe crypto will make its way back into uh, our pot. It was a frequent, uh, made frequent appearance maker previously sponsoring the World Cup. Yep, yep, sort of fell off. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see a lot of crypto references and uh, was it uh, stadiums? You know, that's the thing. All the money's already been spent. Yep. So the assets are still going to keep rolling out despite yep. the, the the price. Yep. Yep. And I mean, the merge happened. Uh, kind of flew under the radar. Did fly under the radar. Yep. Because the price didn't pre- didn't affect the price. Well. Everybody was waiting for that. But all right. All right, that's well, it. Long one. The feeling won't let me sleep. Cause I'm lost in the way you move, the way you feel.